Welcome to the all-new Marvelicious Toys Podcast, hosted by the astonishing Arnie, the mighty Marjorie, and Captain Justin. Nah, just Justin. Join us at MarveliciousToys.com to find thousands of pictures of the items reviewed, find links to our Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube pages, and much more. Hello, welcome to Marvelicious Volume 2, Episode 21. I am Marjorie. We are Arnie. <laughs> and this is Justin. Welcome back to another Marvelicious Toys. No, you're not dreaming and you haven't jumped into an alternate dimension. This is actually our third show in two weeks. What is going on? Hey, we're back and we're happy to be back. And we've got a symbiolicious show for you today. But before we get there, a couple of just other things. First of all, Justin, did you see Guardians in theaters last week? What? No. What, what year is it? <laughs> it's 2020, where <laughs> the rules don't apply. <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy was re-released to theaters this week nationwide, and I decided to hell with it. I did the AMC reserve a theater for you and 20 of your closest friends so Marjorie and I could just have a private theatrical Guardians viewing. We had a date, and it's actually how I felt safe going to the theater with absolutely no one in the theater with us. Wow, okay. So you got to pick a showtime, and you got the whole theater to yourself? Is that how this works? Yep. Yeah. Wow. This raises a few questions, though. First of all... Is the concession stand open? Like, can you still yes. get popcorn? Oh, okay, awesome. So you can still get the germy freestyle soda from the freestyle Coke machine? Yeah, no. <laughs> That's a little questionable. That was gross before COVID. They did put <laughs> plexiglass barrier between you and the other person, but it's still a disgusting <laughs> machine. <laughs> I mean, at the grocery store, they're they're wiping down every cart after every use, but like, hey, here's something that you're going to put in your mouth. Just whatever. Go at it, folks. <laughs> yep. Let your kids with their germy fingers touch it. Yeah, it's yeah, it's disgusting. We were the only two there. We still stayed masked up, but... Can you ask him to pause it? No, <laughs> no, you can't, unfortunately. But again, these are movies you've already seen. They have a few new ones. So you know when your bathroom break scenes are. Uh, the new ones cost 200 bucks, so that's not worth it for the war with Grandpa. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> But no, it was a fun experience. It's the best Marvel movie I've seen in theaters this year. <laughs> well, that's kind of cool. I'm going to look into that, because that may be something fun to do with, you know, 10 people that you know have been safe, and you guys can just go watch a movie for 10 bucks each. Yeah, because this theater had, I counted, 50 seats. And so if I was doing this in non-COVID times, that would be about $520 to rent this theater. Wow. Also, I want to issue a couple of corrections last show. Ryan Ting from Hasbro reached out to us, and we had a few questions about the Retro Line and about their live streams last time. First of all, their live streams are indeed live streams. <laughs> so, you know, I was a little skeptical because, you know, what we said about San Diego Comic-Con, but... No, they are running without a net. Nice. They do a fine job at it, too. And then we had some questions about the retro figures that are coming out. The two-pack shippers are exclusive to Pulse. So if you want your cards unpunched and it, with the extra shipper boxes, you have to order from Pulse. They will be individually carded when they hit pegs in stores. All right. And we had questions about the metallic cards that he said were Chase and no, these aren't Chase in the eight-figure pack. If you order the eight-figure pack, you're guaranteed the Chase foil variants. So I was able to cancel a few extra of those orders. <laughs> okay, that's good. I mean, that's good to get clarification because that's, I mean, that's the way I took it. But then I started to kind of understand a little bit of your madness where it's like, yeah, they did call it a Chase and that means that it might be short-packed and you might not get it. But yeah, no, it's good to know that if you just... You want the whole set, you get the set that's on Hasbro now, and you'll, you'll be guaranteed to have everything that's out so far. And like you said last show, I don't feel these are getting the attention they deserve. I kind of wonder if the Hasbro team doesn't think it's getting the attention it deserves as they did a presentation about it on the last Fan First Friday. Like, remember, we got these! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it's a cool line, and 
the more that it gets in front of people's eyes, I think the better, because I mean, I, I do want to see them continue this on, you know, past just one wave, as long as it's not so popular that we're getting eight waves a year. But to me, the more I thought about it, what we didn't discuss on the last show is that these are branded Marvel Legends. And we discussed this back when they renamed Marvel Universe to the Marvel Legends three and three quarter inch line. Remember that? And we were like, if everything's Legends, then nothing is Legends. Yeah, I mean, it's the name Marvel Legends, but it's not the same logo. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> uh, I can live with it. Nobody's going to refer to these as Marvel Legends. They're going to be referred to as the retro line. Exactly. So, and then to continue following up on stuff from the previous shows, I felt a little nervous. Like, was I too hard on Marvel's Avengers? I played it some more after it came out, and I just didn't get into it. I usually never review a game until I've beaten it, but I was giving first impressions. Was I too hard on the game? Then comes the headline. Square Onyx posts losses of $48 million following the release of Marvel's Avengers. Why someone didn't say stop post the beta will remain a mystery. <laughs> so it's kind of your fault then. Apparently a lot of people felt the way I did. And I mentioned I had a couple of friends who had pre-ordered this, played the beta, and were like, cancel, cancel! I've already seen the game half off at some places. Oh, there Really? There are so few players on the PC version, they can't even find multiplayer matches. <gasps> I've seen no one say anything good about it. And I've been in a heck of a lot of gamer things lately with this, these releases of the new gen systems, but I've not seen anything good about it. So you're justified and it's not your fault. But I'm really hoping now that rumor I heard about future gamer versus waves, I think that that rumor has been debunked anymore. I think that that's not going to be the case and that our Gamerverse figures are now what we have and that the Gamerverse MODOK, from what they're saying, I don't think we're going to be seeing a Gamerverse MODOK. Mm, but we might be seeing a MODOK. So let's talk about some of the stuff that was discussed in the live stream on last Fan First Fridays. Oh, I'm sorry. We're only going to talk about MODOK. We'll get to them. But that's all we're going to talk about, right? Because that's only it's the most important thing to come out of this. <laughs> but no, there there were some surprises in this this panel, you know? Like, the first thing that was surprising to me is to find out that this new Thanos is actually new. It's not just a redeco of the one that we've been getting. Yeah, that was an awesome deal. But to find out also, you could, like, swap this head with the other Thanoses. Yeah, the, the King Thanos. Yeah, that, that'll be fun. It's, it's one of those... We, I don't know if we knew this before, if it was going to be a single release, but I mean, it makes sense that it's one of the deluxe $29.99 release figures in its own wider box. Because they've done, what, two or three Thanos Build-A-Figures in the past four or five years? Yep. I mean, there was the comic Thanos, then there was the movie Thanos, and then the second movie Thanos. Right, yeah, I can't remember all the releases, but I do know that, you know, even in the comic style, we have the Walmart exclusive one that looks like this deco oh man that's ptsd coming back for me that was the hardest figure to get <laughs> <laughs> well it's probably going to be obsolete because this one seems to be the definitive version because that one was just a repaint of the the previous build a figure with the darker blue but looking at some of the other releases they had said during PulseCon, hey we're going to be doing some spider-verse figures and I just kind of noted it. I didn't give it a whole lot of thought. But now that I see them, I'm curious what you guys think of them. Because they are completely in the movie style. I freaking love them. I think they're amazing. I, I really love the Peter B. Parker one. It's so different than anything they've ever done. And I love that he's got a cup of soda with a straw. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I think these are great. I... Wish they would do more stuff like this. You know, I've bought some one twelfth scale arcade games when I get a display all my figures, have like an arcade room that's all beaten up. I think I'm just going to go into the Marvel Legends groups and be like, anyone not want your cup? Because I could just like leave those placed on arcade <laughs> games everywhere. <laughs> now, I I'm right there with you, Marjorie. I love that they went this way with it. Because when we saw these, like you said, Arnie, you took a note of it and kind of forgot about it. I assumed it would be a two-pack, like a one-off two-pack of Miles and Gwen Stacy, and that'd be it. 
But to find out that this is a wave and they went full in on this animated style, I think that's awesome. Because think about that. Think what that means. We now have a third type of aesthetic in the Marvel Legends line. We have the MCU aesthetic, the realistic. We have the comic base that we've always had. And now we have this new, like, 3D animated style that they can play around with. And even just that first movie is filled with characters that they can continue to fill this line out with. So this this excites me more than I thought it would. Now you've got me thinking that they need to do the big box release of that Kingpin. Right? That's that's my... If I mean, (laughs) we're not reviewing this wave now, that's my only disappointment is that Kingpin is not the Build-A-Figure in this wave. See, here was my thought, but I think, Justin, you've changed my mind on it already a little bit, is these don't fit in with Marvel Legends, so it feels to me like a subline. Like, when they did those Gamerverse figures that were slightly shorter than Legends, or when Into the Spider-Verse came out, and they had that line of, you know, more child-targeted toys, they had the playset that had the big kingpin on top that was cardboard, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Because the movie figures can stand with the comic figures and not stand out too badly, you know, especially as we talked about that Cull Obsidian was made to be a movie Cull Obsidian, looks like a comic one, works perfectly fine, but these, I think, you need to have your separate display for these, but I love this movie, it's probably my favorite Spider-Man movie, and it made a ton of money, this makes a lot of sense, and keeping it in the Legends line also makes sense, because people will continue to buy legends and i must admit i love the spider ham i do wish there was articulation instead of him being just a rubber accessory (laughs) but where's penny parker she was one of the best parts of that movie too well that's what i'm saying opening this lineup just in that movie alone there's so many things they can do i mean yeah the rest of the spider-men they can do they can do spider-man noir in this style with a rubik's cube yeah I mean, I really think doing Spider-Man Noir, maybe that'll be an exclusive or something somewhere, because I think that is an absolutely have to make for this. And just the whole haul of suits that we saw for a brief moment, too. Like, that's a gold mine for new costumes here. Mm-hmm. Twenty ninety nine. Yep. From the pointing scene. <laughs> <laughs> I think it breathes new life into these Spider-Man waves, as we always get at least one or two Spider-Man waves a year. And to me, it's always just kind of like, oh, and then here's this other arcane Spider-Man that we kind of forgot about. I mean, it gets to be a bit much after a while. This, to me, is something fresh, new, and exciting. I do love the alternate head on the Peter B. Parker with the mask, like, halfway up. The fact that they did Prowler is really cool. I mean, that's a really slick-looking outfit. And this one, I think, could fit in probably with the comic figures more than most. Yeah, he, out of all of them, I think he's probably the most cleverly done because it's not a ton of new sculpting. I don't think they made a new body for him. They're probably using some sort of standard parts because in the movie, he's actually skinnier than this, but it still feels like the movie. And then there's two non-movie figures in here. Marvel's Frogman. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) They just took Doc Ock's body and painted ovals on it. No, this to me just feels like the, the design team over at Hasbro is just a little bit jealous of the design team over at Jazzwares that gets to do all these fun, unique, crazy Fortnite characters that we see on the shelves. So they're like, you know what? We're going to do Frogman. We're going to do a guy in a frog suit because that looks like fun. I don't know if you pay attention to those Fortnite figures, but they have guys with hamburger heads and a fishbowl with a fish as a head. Yeah, I don't have kids and I don't get them, but they're... Nice looking figures. Yeah, they're fun. I love the fact that there's a human face peeking out of the frog mouth. Like, he's a character at Disney World, and so the eyes aren't really the eyes. You have to find a way to see out of the costume. Yeah, it looks like he should be spinning a sign for a mattress firm going out of business or something. (laughs) (laughs) But no, that's a good call that it's, you're right, Arnie, it's just a Doc Ock body. You know, they sculpted a new head and a new backpack, and there you go. I think the belt is just a new piece put around the middle. Yep. But yeah, it's a fitting reuse of Doc Ock for a character that I'm going to have to look up to see what comics he's in because I don't know him. I just want to point out he's also wearing his underwear over his shorts. Well, according to Wiki, he's Francois LeBlanc. From December 1965's Daredevil. It's a little xenophobic. Yeah, I was going to say, is this a little racially insensitive at this point? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
a man with Olympic level leaping skills. <laughs> of course, he's French. <laughs> <laughs> Did we not like the French then in the sixties? I thought that was an early two thousands thing. A new person took the suit on in eighty two, but <laughs> well, well, you know, he's going to be Marvel's Freedom Man. <laughs> and then the Bane, the Hand Ninja. You put a troop builder in this wave. Right? Doesn't this feel like the total odd man out in this wave now all of a sudden? It's like, what? Hand Ninja, okay. A, why is this not at the Pulse $15 box figure line? B, please don't put this in the $15 box figure line after I've ordered a case of these figures. <laughs> <laughs> Are, are they releasing a case? Because I noticed the case breakdown for this line, for this wave, is it's two Miles and two Peter Parkers and one of everything else. There are, at wholesale, cases of each figure alone. So any of these figures can be ordered by the case at wholesale level. And so I've got a case of hand ninjas on the way. Mainly, not just because I want an army of hand ninjas, though I do, but I also want to do the challenge they talked about with PulseCon, who can build the tallest stilt man and make it stand? <laughs> oh, we got this. We got this. I'm MacGyver with things like this, and you know that. We got this. Go get some metal dowels to string through his legs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dwight said after three, it gets tricky. I'm going to try 12. Oh, no, we got this. <laughs> we got this. I got uh, my mind's already going on this. Challenge extended. <laughs> I do love that they're going a bit obscure. You know, I think that because the line has been doing so many figures for so long, you got to pull from the D-listers because you're just going to run out of figures to make. Like we've said, how many Spider-Mans and variants of Spider-Man and Iron Man so to bring up a frogman and a stilt man, I'm waiting for Big Wheel now. Hey, all right. <laughs> <laughs> and they announced some new figures coming. There's going to be an all-villains wave, and they added a new one to it. The AIM Supreme Commander. Yeah, looks pretty cool. And of course, these that we're looking at are those 3D images at this point where they kind of walk that line between like, oh, it's a finished toy and oh, it's a computer graphic. So it's it's a little hard to tell exactly how it's going to come out. Because here it looks a little, little shiny. But I don't know. Dwight did say that it's got some sort of a metallic gold finish to it. But then they said they were pulling a really obscure character for the Build-A-Figure for the Villains Wave. So I don't think what we're going to talk about next is the villain for the Villains Wave. But they did show the back of a certain head with a certain bowl cut. <laughs> he does have a tragic bowl cut. That's one of the reasons he's awesome. <laughs> Do you know my phone like went crazy? <laughs> I, I was not watching the live stream because I was driving at the time. And yes, all my lovely friends did let me know that they saw the back of Modoc's head. How many years have I been asking for a MODOK figure? All of the years. How many times have I told you that the MODOK will come when the MODOK TV show comes? You've told me that. Uh-huh. How many times? Well, I you're not at Marvel. You're not working on the figures. I can tell you all day long, but you're just like, yep, it's not coming yet. Sorry. <laughs> but I have a reasonable amount of experience watching releases tie into media. Do you think I don't? So I told you when the Modoc series starring Meredith Salinger's husband comes out that we'd get the Modoc. Modoc did not deserve to wait for that. Modoc <laughs> should have been made before that. <laughs> Never heard of Patton Oswald referred to as Mrs. Yeah. <laughs> Meredith Salinger, but that's it's apropos. <laughs> Do you think he took her name? Hmm. Yeah, it's about time. I mean, come on. It didn't have to wait for the TV show. There's so many Mo Modocs to pull from. Modoc was in the Lego game. And he's awesome. And he has Modam in there. Which now that means I can paint up a Modam too. What's really funny is, you know, Modoc walked out onto the screen. And they're talking about bringing another character from AIM. And in my mind, I'm like, are they going to do Modoc? But if you look at the comic art they showed, there's some woman there with like a visor with six red eyes. I think that's Monica 
Rappuccini. And I'm like, are they going to bring her out? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it makes sense because, yeah, before they popped the, the back of Modoc's head on that image, it's like, okay, well, they've got AIM Commander Supreme that she just talked about and a bunch of AIM soldiers. That's the only other character on this picture. So it's like, all right. Oh, no, Modoc. Nice. <laughs> I tried to keep it a secret from Marjorie until we recorded, but that didn't work. No, again, people see Modoc and Jar Jar, and my phone blows up. And it's awesome because you can't be everywhere every time. And everybody knows I've been waiting for this. But let's get to the meat of the show Venom. Venom meat. In a parallel universe, you know, the movie Venom 2 Let There Be Carnage came out last month. <laughs> so it makes sense that you do a venom wave right about now right yeah you know we talked about it a little bit earlier but like i feel like there's at hasbro they have slots for x amount of spider-man related stuff in the in the marvel legends line so i think this might also just be filling in a, a generic spider-man spot in the lineup i could see that but every single figure we're going to be discussing is Venomized. Now, because Venom spawned out of Spider-Man, it's all very hazy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you you definitely could be right. Now, Marjorie, you just saw Venom 1 for the first time since we couldn't see Venom 2. I did. Oh my god. <laughs> first of all, I'm probably going to get like angry mobs with pitchforks, but I'm not a Tom Hardy fan. The only two things that I remember about this movie are like a turn in the wind. <laughs> Why they put that line in there? I've never even heard that expression before this movie. I don't think it is a saying. Okay, they're just trying to make it a thing. <laughs> I mean, do turds fly? <laughs> I've never seen a flying turd. That's not a danger. Maybe on the space station. You know, that was the original opening to Forrest Gump was a turd in the wind. <laughs> and then at the last minute, they made it a feather. Mom always said life is like a turd in the wind. <laughs> <laughs> The first thing I remember. And the second thing is, I am having a little bit of PTSD from Woody Harrelson's red wig at the end. <laughs> I do think Woody Harrelson's wig is a Twitter account someone needs to do. Yeah. Well, the other movie's not coming out, but if he's going to wear that Ronald McDonald Little Orphan Annie wig that's like <laughs> this deep, weird red, not even a natural color, and it looks so funny on him, it's just, it was not a good choice. <laughs> You know, many people saw that wig and went, <laughs> yep, I, I know, I don't understand. <laughs> well, they're like, yeah, yeah, just pick, just pick a wig, just pick a wig. No, it's very comic accurate. Uh, it is. I know it's comic accurate, kind of. <laughs> it, I don't think it was permed in the comic, was it? Wasn't it just kind of standing it, up all over? It was kind of curly, not permed, but curly. I mean, he got like a dime rod perm. And it does feel like... The only place they were able to get a wig that day, like Hollywood was closed down and the spirit store was open. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but yes, I, I saw Venom and those are my thoughts. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. But I think that's why, because tying into the sequel, say what you will about the movie. And I do think it's a wonderfully bad film. I think it's the con era of the teen years. I mean, A Turd in the Wind is the 20 teens put down the bunny. The, the problem was that they didn't have enough leading up to A Turd in the Wind to make it so bad. <laughs> I will say it's the worst song on Eminem's last album. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but they got Eminem and they made a ton of money. So it makes sense to tie into the sequel. We'd get a Venom Hot Toys from the movie. And now a Venom Marvel Legends from the movie. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a it's a cool, you know, realistic version of, of Venom. I mean, I, I never hated the little bit we got of Topher Grace's Venom in, in the original Raimi-verse. But Venom's one of those things where it's like, it's just so difficult to bring him to life in three dimensions. But yeah, I mean, it's it's a little surprising that we did get a movie version of this Venom. I mean, it was a rated R movie, right? No. No? PG-13? Yeah, I mean, that's why when they bit heads off, you barely saw it. You're just like, was that a head bitten off? I'm not quite sure. It should have been R. It, yeah, it was it was a little cartoony at the end, right? Yeah, but it it's an interesting look for Venom because obviously not 
being spawned of Spider-Man. There's no big white spider on his chest. They decided to go with this weird veiny look. Yeah, you know, I've only seen it once, and it sounds like you guys have seen it more recently. Is this is this accurate? Yeah, very. Okay. I don't I don't remember the veins in the movie, but Yeah, they, he definitely had white veins since he didn't have the white spider. This was their compromise. I will say this. Both the movie and the figure nailed the Venom profile. Yeah, I with the weird lizard-like jaw that shows some back gums and the big tongue coming out of it. No, so this this figure is a pretty solid big figure. I mean, this isn't reused parts. This this is I think a new sculpt because if you look at it there's there's texture in the entire thing that's kind of I don't know like leathery almost. Yeah, I mean when it comes to movie figures by and large they make new sculpts and here the top is definitely all new and the heads. Yeah, so pretty new sculpt with I think some pretty cool articulation we got going on here. You know, he's got the ab crunch. Get a lot of good range of movement in him. He's got the ab crunch and also the torso swivel. Yeah, there's a lot of articulation that you can do with him. I think more than in the movie. (laughs) (laughs) I had a lot of trouble standing him up. His ankles were frozen. And so I grabbed a figure stand saying, all right, let's just do that. There's no holes in the bottom of his feet. So there's no figure standability. (laughs) (laughs) And he's got like... The claw feet, so it's a little bit different to make him stand, kind of like how Beast's feet are. But ours kind of like stands on his tippy toes. I'm trying to switch out his head, and man, that this second head, it's hard to pop on there. It is. It was a little bit difficult, but I do like that head, too. I think it's a fun, smiley head. I mean, they did a good job of keeping the head comic accurate in the movie, so the head looks like comic to me as well as... Being the movie. Definitely. I, I agree with that completely. So he comes with the two heads and then two hands, two set of hands. You get a set of fist hands and claw hands. The claw hands are good to, like, you know, crush somebody's head with. It's It's got about a Legends skull radius. <laughs> but he doesn't come with a Build-A-Figure part in this series. He's just his own, and his box is totally different than all the rest. They used a striking white box for every figure in this wave, except Venom gets a black box. Yeah, I mean, it almost feels like, to me, this figure could have been an exclusive somewhere outside of this wave, because it feels like something that could have been a Walgreens exclusive. Because if you look at it, there's no picture of the rest of the wave on the back. It's just a big hero shot. What I find weird is that there's no other movie figures in this wave. You know, we usually, like with the Gamerverse, you'd get two or three Gamerverse figures in a wave. I thought maybe this Carnage would be from Let There Be Carnage, but no, it's not. Yeah, I mean, the rest of the movie had, what, a couple, a handful of other symbiotes symbiotes that they could have done, but... Riot was in the first one, and She-Venom. I do like, on this box, the side art. Oh yeah, that is awesome. I was trying to figure out if that was something from one of the posters or not, but it really those teeth and everything, the tongue, it the the shininess, the you can feel the wetness in the picture. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> it's moist. It is moist. I'm just noticing on the top of the box it's got some texture to it, too. Like, there's, like, some of that little white veininess going on. Mm-hmm, and it's got the Venom logo that none of the others have. Yeah. Which is what told me for sure none of the others were going to be movie-based figures. Because the next one up we have is Morbius. And remember, there was supposed to be a Morbius movie also. That's right. I'll be honest, I don't know anything about Morbius. Well, he's a Spider-Man villain... That was created during a time where you couldn't have vampires. They were considered demonic and thus violated the comic code. In the 1600s? No, the 70s. (laughs) Oh. And so he is what's called a living vampire. Meaning he just wears white makeup and dyes his hair black and he's goth. Meaning he skirts the rules, but he's a vampire. (laughs) He stays up super late and drinks Bloody Marys. (laughs) (laughs) But this is... Definitely a comic-based Morbius. No Jared Leto here. (laughs) (laughs) 
I'm seeing a lot of newness here. I do not recognize this torso. If they've used it before, it's not jumping out at me as to where it might have been from. But, you know, you get this unique belt in the midsection. Yeah, and the zipper on the chest and the weird kind of strap on the chest. Yeah, so maybe maybe the arms and legs are reused. Are those Venom's hands? I was going to say, possibly <laughs> even the hands, but like there's... This wave alone has so many claw hands that it's hard to know where they might come from. <laughs> I was just looking because he's kind of got like a bunch of buttons down one side, kind of like the comic accurate Bucky was. Yeah, I, I did get a little bit of a, a Winter Soldier type of feel, but yeah, uh, maybe that. I mean, it doesn't it doesn't look like the same one? No, he's got great hair though. It is one of the best hairs. I think that's going to be the best hair of 2020 for the Marvel Legends line. Previously, it was silk. I've got Domino pretty high on that list. That's right. Domino, fantastic. Yeah, but his hair definitely looks like an in-flight pose, so... I just thought he was like Christopher Walken and wore his hair like that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do like the contrast of the, the brighter purple of the cape next to the darker, dark purple of his, the rest of his suit. But man, that cape, it's one of those things when it's packaged in the thing, it's its sitting behind the plastic. So when you take the figure out, it pops off. And this was not an easy cape to get back on. Oh, ours popped right back in. But I called getting out of the package. It was like a breech birth trying to get it out. <laughs> but ours popped right back on. It was tough to get out of the plastic, though. So yeah, it's, it's a pretty good figure. I mean, I really no big complaints. Just not sure what it ties into right now. It just feels a little bit odd man out in this wave but but it would feel a lot more tied in because it morbius is a sony movie and sony has venom and they're creating their own like spider verse without spider man and so i mean does morbius have a cameo in venom too quite possibly oh yep that's how i view them tied together is they're all sony movies that were coming out this year <laughs> Which Build-A-Figure piece does Morbius come with? Morbius comes with Venompool's right arm and alternate hands. So next on the list is Carnage. And again, with the spiral on his forehead, I was like, is this a movie Carnage? Because the classic Carnage didn't have that spiral, but more recent Carnages have had that spiral on it. So what we've got here is a modern Carnage. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I didn't recognize that symbol either, but it's it's been a while since I've been into the books. So, you know, it's cool that they're looking at that stuff and giving us both versions. And I wish I had it handy, but it's been a few years. But I feel like we might have had this Carnage head already before on that. Remember that older Spider-Man that had the Carnage head with it and the claw hands? Yes, I think that is definitely that head. Yeah, it does look like it. And I guess that's my question. I'm not sure if it just looks like it or if this is a new, newer version. I can't remember that one if it was sculpted at all or if it was just kind of painted. But feeling this one, it's got the it's got the sculpting in right in the in the the head and stuff. So I do like all the detail on this figure. I mean, you want to talk about newness? I don't recall any Carnage before this having all of these veins sculpted on from head to toe. Yeah this this feels like the end all be all of comic version of Carnage. I mean, we've, we've had a few over the years that have been painted on and whatnot, but this, I feel like this really nails it. Actually, I pulled up a picture of the old Carnage, and that does look like the head. Yeah, it's the exact it's same same. head. And there were tendrils coming off, but in a different shape. Oh, it's a different body, isn't it? Yeah, it's a totally different body. The, that one did not have all this black on it. No. this And this one's a different color red, too. Yeah, this is a brighter red as opposed to kind of getting into that almost maroon blood red type of... Yeah. And you can have the tendrils on his back coming reasonably goes up over his shoulders, but... but yeah, this is great. He's got the double hinged butterfly, which is difficult to see with all the sculpting in there, but he's got some really great range of motion like a Spider-Man figure does with the with the shoulders. Very well hidden articulation. Well, when you've got all these tendrils and all of these veins, you know, it's <laughs> not hard to hide the stuff. I mean, well, not even that. Just, I, yeah, I guess the black and the red, though, too, how it's kind of like just creeping over with the coloring would be enough to hide it, even without anything being raised up. Yeah. The, the more I mess around with this figure, the more impressed I am. I mean, it looks great at first blush, and Carnage is a very popular figure whenever they do it, but they, they, they really went all out on this. Like, 
right down to the feet and the hands have all the sculpted veins in them and everything. It's not, they didn't just phone it in. You know, sometimes they'll do like a new torso or something and reuse arms, but every, every piece of this is new sculpting. Yeah. I'm really loving this figure. I actually picked up a second one just because I knew I'd want one around to keep on the desk to play with. And what parts does he come with? He comes with the head, Venom Pool's head. So the third one up was the figure I had to work the hardest to get, Phage. Yeah, Phage seems to be pretty dang popular out there. His gun's crooked. It's a claw. Oh, it's like the soft rubber and the tip's crooked. (laughs) Oh my god, is like a crab claw? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, it replaces a hand. Have you seen the secondary market price on Scream? Remember, Scream came out a while back, and she's one of these symbiotes, and I've seen her going for 60, 80, sometimes a little higher than that. So I guess there's something about yellow symbiotes, although Phage here is a little goldish. But he has the best head, I think, because I think the paint and the detailing on his head, I think is really striking. With the black as the border around the white, it really works with that gold and that really pops. Plus, they gave him all ganky teeth. <laughs> I mean, the other ones have nice white teeth, but he's got like four pack a day teeth. Yeah, no, I mean, this is this is a really cool figure. And like you said, it's goldish and it's not painted that color. It's it's actually cast in somewhat of a metallic-y gold plastic. It's almost like the vintage Iron Man color yellow. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. But I think this one's nice. I like the way it's designed. I like the paint. I like the head a lot. I think it's really striking for this figure. Yeah, it's it's a nice contrast in this wave of otherwise dark figures. You know, you got a black venom and all that stuff. So he's the one bright spot colored figure in this in this wave. But you can tell that they started to be like, okay, we... We really blew our wad with Venom and Carnage, so let's paint Phage. Let's not do symbiote veins. We'll just kind of paint some black on there. Yep. That's, you know, yeah, the veins are that way, but then there's also other parts that are actually new sculpted pieces on there. You know, on his forearms, those are glued on extra pieces. Same with his legs. And, yeah, shoulder pieces. Yeah, he's got a Batman accessory on his back here. Doesn't that look like something Batman would whip out at some point? Yeah. (laughs) Phage wishes he was in a different comic universe. (laughs) And then he comes with this knife sword accessory that actually has a peg in it to replace one of the hands. So you can pop a hand out and pop this in. It's kind of cool. Yeah. I agree with Marjorie. It's a little cloche, a little crab. It's like a big crab claw. (laughs) And he's the color of butter. But no, I mean, I'm not dissing the figure for saying it's painted. I actually really like this figure quite a bit. It's just, I wanted to point it out, we're reviewing figures. But I think he's cool. I like the way the eyes almost meet on top of the head there. Yeah, it's it's amazing to me that in a, in a wave of Venom and Venomized figures, how there is enough difference between them to make them all feel unique. You know, I mean, when you think about what Venom is... It's like, he's almost a designer. It's like, whatever he touches, he's like, oh, I see what you did with your logo on your suit there. Here's what I'm going to do with it. And like, puts <laughs> his own spin on it, you know? It's really cool to see, you know, the little tiny differences between these figures. And like you said, I'm not at all worried that this one isn't sculpted, you know, veins on there. Because I think it's overall a great looking figure. Yeah, I agree. The colors are really striking and a fun figure and comes with venom pool legs i mean i think that's another thing is smaller figure one accessory we can put a couple big chunky legs in there yeah and then next up we got miles morales venom yeah and unless you have this one in hand and something to compare it to you really can't appreciate the difference in scale like this is a small figure i mean it actually feels like a child size next to the other Marvel Legends that we've been reviewing. Yeah, I think that's one of the features of Miles, is he's supposed to be much younger and shorter. I think maybe Kamala Khan would stand about his height, but it definitely, I think, uses the same Miles buck we've seen before. They'd created this shorter buck. Yeah, definitely. But definitely an all-new head. This is a customized look for Miles here. The spider on his chest is kind of 2099 Oh, yeah. I can see that. The color scheme, for sure. Yeah, because he's a bluish black as compared to a blacker black. Yeah, see, Venom Venom didn't do too much to Miles' design. He must really like his spider logo. See, I think the people designed themselves. Mm. 
I don't think Venom's out there being all Martin Short and Father of the Bride. I think that. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, okay. Feeling this, these are new arms because once we're going back again, now the veins are sculpted into the arms on on this Miles, and the head has sculpting. So if there's reused parts, it's just basically going to be the torso and the legs. Because we do get new kind of wolf boy feet. The feet are a little big. I'm like, are they reused? Because they could go on a taller figure, but I think they're brand new, though. I I think that they're just he large claw feet. <laughs> and no, no peg hole in his feet, either. Now, this figure comes with no accessories, either. You just, you're getting miles, and you're getting the new sculpting, and you're getting Deadpool's other arm, but... Yeah, this is this is the smallest figure, I believe. And that might have been where the two legs would have made more sense, but, but what are you going to do? Or the torso. Yeah, or the torso. But I mean, overall, it's a, it's a nice figure. It's cool. It fits the wave. I really like Venom. I mean, I do think whoever it is at Marvel who went to Sideshow and Hot Toys and Hasbro and Monogram International and Funko and was like, Venom everything. I mean, it's like the end of Ghostbusters 2, only instead of purple slime, it's symbiote. <laughs> Wait a second. You're not describing it correctly. He's doing what he's meant to do. He's infecting everything. He's taking over everything. <laughs> it's it's meta. <laughs> Venom is taking over the toys. It's doing what Venom does. It's just a whole lot at one time, but... I want to point out something. I said this to you about... Oh, maybe a year ago that there was a lot of Venom stuff and not just with the movie, but there was a lot before the movie came out with the movie. And then since then, we've also had those little Venom squishies, the little pukey things. All I'm saying is it's gotten worse. Yeah. I'm glad we're taking time to like actually review these and look at the little details and stuff because it is a little bit like, you know, figuring out you have a new favorite food. So it's like, ooh, that's awesome. So I'm going to get that again tomorrow. And then by like the third day, you're like, yeah, I still like it a lot, but is it my favorite food? I've had it too much. It's kind of what it feels like with Venom right now. It's like if any one of these figures had just been popped into a wave somewhere, I think we'd be freaking out about how awesome and incredible this figure is. It's the best one ever. But like you said, when it's all all here at once, it's like, all right, we got a lot of Venom stuff. Cool. I think that even more... I would go nuts for a full wave of Venom if it wasn't feeling like this is Marvel's official theme of the year. That it is a corporate Venom initiative to <laughs> do this. If I hadn't bought the Funko Pops and I hadn't ordered Venom Pool from Hot Toys and I hadn't bought the squishy vomit things. Th- this sounds like a personal problem. <laughs> I don't think this is necessarily anyone else's problem but you. But now everybody's seeing Venom everywhere in the toy stores. We've been seeing Venom everywhere in the toy stores, Arnie. Not like now. It's like we just got through an election. The election ads were everywhere from January till August and September. But then in October, it really hit hard. I feel like we are in the October of Venom. Welcome to my life. <laughs> well, part of, part of the problem, and I, I think what you're feeling, Arnie, is, is usually as collectors, we get this stuff first. Like if this wave would have been the first thing that hit us. And then, like, the rest of the lines kind of followed. You know, we wouldn't have this fatigue of it. But it was it was the other way around this time. It was back in around Easter that we were talking about the kid venomized stuff. The shampoo bottle toys and the slime and all that stuff. So, it's like you said, it's been around all year. And we're just now finally getting the, the stuff that we're interested in. Which brings us to our next character, Gwenum. And I'll be perfectly honest... I have lost track of how many multiple universes Gwen is in, because I know back with Spider-Verse, Gwen was resurrected with Spider-Gwen, but then there was Gwenpool, and now there's Gwenum, and that's not much of a secret identity if you're calling yourself Gwen. (laughs) Uh, But it's still cool looking. You know, <laughs> that's that's what I care about. I agree. I mean, I don't know the story. I haven't read those books, but I love this giant movable tongue. Why did it do different to her head than everyone else's? That's what I was saying. Venom is a designer deep down. Whatever Venom touches, <laughs> it puts its own little designer touch on it. Well, she had a hoodie in her Spider-Gwen outfit. So he can take over inanimate organic objects, possibly? Well... 
What Venom really is, is, it, is an outfit. He's a clothing item. He's an accessory. I hope he's self-cleaning. <laughs> that tongue really snakes around her, too, and you can get caught with it, and like around her foot. You can really, it's like a scarf. It can go anywhere. You can take it and throw it <laughs> over her shoulder. <laughs> oh, geez, I'm just noticing this. Like, some Venom teeth made its way about halfway down the tongue. <laughs> Ew! Oh, that's gross! <laughs> yeah, and I, I'm not familiar with the art or whatever this comes from, but to me, the, the feet seem a little clownish or jestery. They are pointed at the tips, yes, that would make that. It almost, if it wasn't equal on both feet, I think the factory didn't cut the toe right. Yeah, it's like the plastic injection point. Uh-huh. <laughs> but they're even on both sides, and... You know, Spider-Gwen had the bright blue shoes, so I guess when she's Venom, she gets Velociraptor claws on her feet. (laughs) The tongue and the hood are new, and it looks like the forearms may be new, and those feet. But again, I mean, I'm really liking the nastiness of the tongue and that the hood is teeth. Yeah, I mean, I I really like what they've done with this as a figure, you know? Like I said, I'm not familiar with the source material, but as a figure, it's really cool looking in a a wave of all Venomized stuff. You get some unique ways of of bringing that forward. You know, and it's a shame because I think that this wasn't necessarily as popular as just Spider-Gwen. Because this would make an awesome hoodie just in itself. Oh, yeah. You know how, I mean, because she had a really cool hoodie. Anyway, with the colors, I thought the pink and the black and the white really popped. But this design would totally make a fun hoodie. Yeah, come on, Hot Topic. Get on it. Oh, they will. They will. There's even some teeth inside the hoodie, too, there. That's... Ew. (laughs) That's awesome, though. And the tongue, I mean, it's not like it's coming from her mouth. It's coming from the hoodie. Yeah. The weird thing is she has regular spider person eyes. She doesn't have venom eyes. Those are just Spider-Man eyes. Yeah, and it moves around independently in there. So, I mean, I don't want to break it, but I feel like you could almost pop her head out of there and get the hood off if you wanted to. But that that almost removes all of the venomization of this character if you get rid of the hood. I mean, her hands are clawed to a certain degree, but they're much smaller and less pronounced on the other ones. What's weird to me... And I don't recall seeing this before. Okay, she's wearing a coat. If you look at the chest there, I was wondering why there was like this divot in the middle and how that was working in relation to a buck. But they've added a coat to it if you see that all of the design is on. Yeah, it's like, like a vest that the hoodie's part of. Yeah. It was just weird because there's like this slot down the middle where the tongue can go. It's kind of a bolero jacket. All right. Which is like a little midriff crop jacket. I had the word midriff on the tip of my tongue. <laughs> <laughs> the tip of that tongue? That long ass tongue? <laughs> yeah, near my feet. <laughs> <laughs> and that brings us to the big mamma jamma. So Venom Pool, which I would... As you said, Justin, I would be so geeking out about this if I hadn't just received the, like, two-foot-tall hot toy. <laughs> <laughs> right? I love I love that they did it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've been seeing ads for that hot toy for, for the better part of a year now and being like, ooh, that would make such a cool Legends figure. And the next thing you know, there's rumors of it, and now it's here. So, good job, Hasbro. Like... <laughs> Feeling what I really wanted and getting it out really fast. That just leaves a spider hulk for me to, like, <laughs> check off my list. <laughs> oh, they'll do that eventually. I'm sure. It's it's like Modoc. It's one of the really expensive Toy Biz ones. And the Toy Biz figures are getting all sticky anyway. They could use an upgrade. But I have a question. I could not, for the life of me, get his swords attached to his back. How did you do that? Uh, Patience and some elbow grease. Because it attaches to the strap, right? Yep. I notice you're not taking it off for the video, so I'm assuming you think if you take it off, you'll never get it back. I was just about to say I would demonstrate, (laughs) but I I don't want to take that chance. (laughs) It's really one of those things where, you know, as a collector, you don't want to modify your figures or whatever, but 
you know, a dab of super glue might really go a long way with this figure. Booger. Yeah, told ya. I mean, I see how it goes. I thought maybe you just didn't see how it goes, but... No, I see how it goes. But yeah, you're you're not the only one that has that issue. I've I've read a lot of people online asking how to get that on there and make sure it's on there. So there might there might be a little bit of variance, you know. I mean, it is a softer plastic, so it might not have cured exactly the same way on every sample. So there might be a little bit of warping going on in that piece. There you go. Ah, Marjorie got it. Well, there you go. But I just didn't want to force it. I wanted to ask you about it before I did anything. <laughs> Now, he's basically of Hulk proportions, but if they're reusing anything, I think it's just the shoulders, because he is completely textured. Yeah, I wanted to, you know, compare it to a recent big one. So, yeah, he's nearly the same size as the recent Red Hulk, or just the recent Hulk, you know. I mean, we've seen this Hulk in gray and green a few times, so... Okay, so... Venom pool skipped leg day every day because I'm looking at this like those arms are ginormous, but then he's got these little tiny short stubby legs. (laughs) He does, especially when you put him next to Hulk where it's like, okay, that's what a proportionate like monster would look like. But Venom pool is just all upper body. (laughs) Well, I mean, his waist is so low compared to Hulk's. <laughs> and Hulk, I even have a little bit of a crouch type of stance. I mean, if I was to straighten out his legs, it would be up a bit. They, I wish they'd made the original version of Venom Pool, and maybe they still will, because he was basically Deadpool size. He wasn't super muscular, but he had soul glow hair. <laughs> But this is the one you see, like, in the video game contest of champions and everything. Big, muscular, more muscular than Venom has been, so I don't know why. Oh, the swords remove? Yeah. I didn't even realize that. (laughs) (laughs) He does come with alternate hands, like we were talking about earlier. You know, you have these two hands where he can hold the swords. I thought that was the two for looking hand. Got it. (laughs) But we really are. I mean, I don't know that. I mean, I'm glad they did it that we have an option with the more clawed open hands. But we really are getting into Mega T, Mega Tie, Mega Tor territory here, aren't we? With what? The hands? Yeah, like this This finger's crooked this way, and this finger's crooked this way. Hands for swords and hands for not swords. <laughs> I know. But his. I'm saying his clawed <laughs> hands, I mean, could almost close just a little bit more and be both. But it's not like the thing with Mega Tor, Mega T is that you had to buy a new figure every time. Here they gave you the hands with the figure. True. Very true. But I do like the attention to detail. You know, they they got the stapled on parts of Deadpool's outfit when it got too small when he grew. (laughs) Is that what happened? (laughs) I believe so. I mean, that's the way I've always taken it. Because it's on the sideshow stuff, too. Oh, I tried to change hands and the wrist fell off. Oh. Maybe you shouldn't touch him. And the swords fell off. Yeah, I need to read some more Venom Pool comics because there's questions I have based upon this outfit. Like, who chained him up where? Because obviously these wristlets show he was chained up. Yeah, shackles on his legs. Was he an experiment gone horribly wrong? (laughs) (laughs) My, My one gripe, and I don't even know if this is a Hasbro thing or if whoever came up with this version of Venom Pool, they missed they missed an opportunity to venomize Deadpool's logo on his belt. Well, yeah, that makes sense, because we will talk about it with the next figure review, because Venom did take a marketing initiative and change his logo. Mm-hmm. But a great, great head sculpt. I think they really captured it all in the head sculpt. Yeah, the tongue, the nice purple tongue. All the individually sculpted teeth, lots of detail, and more of the staples around the eyes. There's a nice cloth texture to the, to the bodysuit. I like how his weapons grew, too. <laughs> Venom is very puzzling. I'm just going to come right out and say this. And he's quite the organism to study. But yeah, all in all, I, I'm, I'm really glad that this is a Build-A-Figure that we got. And, you know, perfect wave for it. Venomized wave of figures ends with a Venomized Deadpool. On the list of figures I never thought they'd build, this is on it. And I'm glad they did. You know, to be honest, I've seen the Hot Toys one for a while, but... I'm more Jazz Fort and Legends scale for some reason. I guess it's because most of my hot toys are movie-based, and I'm not quite sure where to put Venom Pool in that. Right. I guess he and Venomized Groot and Venomized Iron Man could go hang out, but it just doesn't fit the theme, whereas he's an awesome, awesome Legends figure. Agreed. 
But wait, there's more! (laughs) There's a figure that was an exclusive that was really difficult to get until recently. I mean, he shipped to stores. My online order for him, I placed the day he went up way back at Toy Fair. And he just shipped like a couple days before this recording in mid-November. Yeah, these Walmart pre-orders are crazy. I mean, they, they've been up forever, and then a lot of times they've been showing up in stores beforehand. That makes you wonder if they're going to ship them or whatnot. But yeah, I was I was lucky enough to, to find these in a Walmart, you know, a week or so ago. So I, I picked it up and canceled my pre-order. Not waiting to find out if they shipped it well enough that the box was all destroyed or whatnot. So, you know, f- glad to have them in hand in around the same time as the rest of the Venom Wave shipping. So it makes sense, you know. <laughs> It does feel like they could have just shipped this with the wave or instead of what was the other figure you had two of? I know two Venom. Was it two Carnage? Yeah, two Carnage. I'll put it this way. It doesn't feel like Walmart came to them and said, we want an exclusive. And they're like, okay, let us sculpt something. It feels more like you want an exclusive. Hey, we got this here. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean. Same thing with the packaging as, as the Venom that we were talking about, where it's it's exclusive doubt, where there's nothing from the rest of the wave on there. So they knew this was going to be an exclusive early enough before the packaging went in. And what's weird is it's got a top that has a few like lines on it, but nothing else. And then Morbius doesn't even have those lines. So it's... I'm surprised they didn't give them, like, the symbol with the Spider-Man, half Spider-Man, half Venom. Yeah, or the new Captain America logo, which is, instead of a star, it's a starfish. (laughs) Now, what surprised me is that symbiote on the shield is removable. It is just a new part they made, and underneath, you have a cap shield. Oh, it's like a a little fit over it. That's cool. That's the neatest thing they've done. Yeah, I didn't know that until Arnie told me, too. I was like, oh, wow, that's... I didn't even think about trying to take it off. Yeah, why would you? I mean, why would you think about taking it off? I thought they just made like a new cap shield with goo on it. But it does look like a starfish on the front. It does. The- well, see, this is where Venom has co-opted the logo. That's what I'm saying. Venom's somewhat of a designer at heart. Mm-hmm. He's like Banksy. <laughs> <laughs> so that's cool. You know, instead of just getting another cap shield, which we ended up getting, it comes with an accessory to to snap over and really change it. And, well, this could have been somewhat of a lazy repaint. They didn't cheap out that much. They they actually, we have new sculpting on this torso, the upper torso, and an all-new head. It's not just a painted-on cap symbol and wings. Those are actually sculpted into the head. And the hands, I think, I, I don't notice an exact duplicate of the hands in the rest of the wave. So yeah, there's enough nudeness here that it's not just a a quick, cheap, easy repaint. It's actually a new figure. Which is pretty awesome, and he is getting easier to find. Easier to find than Phage. I'll tell you, Phage and Morbius have been the two that I've not seen in stores. I mean, I ordered this from Entertainment Earth. I think I'm getting it in January. So (laughs) I went ahead and pieced together a set from our local Target, Walmart, and Amazon. Not our local Amazon, but Amazon. (laughs) (laughs) And this Walmart one, it is on those end caps like we talked about last show, but I haven't seen it. Our Walmart did not have the end caps, and this that's the only figure I saw, and it was just a remnant in with the other Legends figures. Mm, Interesting. Yeah, I like that they did use a new chest piece there. I think these are some cap arms we've seen before with the scales on them. And the legs, they're kind of reminding me of Gamerverse cap with these knee pads. Yeah, I'm trying to place them. They feel familiar, but I can't place them. Like, they got that squared off kind of feel on the knees and, you know, the sculpted in laces on the boots. But maybe it's from an older comic version of cap that we just haven't seen in a while. So out of the wave, Justin, what's your favorite figure? Uh. Or the wave plus one. Well, I mean, Venom Pool is awesome. I mean, and if I could only have one figure out of this whole thing, including the build of the figure, it would be Venom Pool. But like out of the regular release figures, it's tough. I mean, they're all pretty great. But since since I'm not a huge fan of the Venom movie, it's not that the figure is not great, because it is a great figure. It's not that one. And Morbius, eh, not a bad figure, just not my favorite. I'm glad they did these Miles, Miles and Gwen figures. Those are cool. So it's coming down to Phage 
and Carnage for me. And Phage is really cool looking, but I got, I really got to hand it to him for all the detail they put into the Carnage. I mean, this is the ultimate Carnage. So yeah, if I could only have one figure out of this wave, I think I'd have to go for Carnage. I'm in the same boat. I, I'm torn between Carnage and Cap of the ones we reviewed. I really do like the Cap with the Starfish and the Venom Shield. But Carnage is just such a classic character, and I think this is a great new version of him that does not render the other one obsolete. You know, sometimes you just get a new version of the character, like Emma Frost, and it's a make good because the last one was not good. But this one, because of the spiral on the head and all of the blackness, I feel like he's just a different version of Carnage, you know, a a different era's comics Carnage. Yep. And slightly smaller than the previous release. You know, this is on a, a Spider-Man type of buck, you know, that they started from. So, yeah, it just, it feels, like you said, not not an upgrade or anything like that. Because the old one still is awesome. And you could have them both on your shelves. It's just another version of Carnage that they did super great on. But Gwenom would be my number two. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a wave with a lot of personality in it, which is surprising considering the whole theme is what would each of these characters look like if Venom took over. Marjorie, what's your favorite? Well, I think that I like the Cap Shield, but Shock, the Cap isn't my favorite. I really like the Gwenpool because I love it when they play with things that are different. And this color palette is not the norm for Marvel characters. I mean, she's got teal on her boots. Her tongue is kind of hot pink. And she's got a little bit of hot pink and white. And it's not quite navy blue on her suit or what she's wearing. Yeah, it leans towards purple a little bit, doesn't it? Yeah, it's not quite indigo. It's, I don't know, I really like it. And it goes really well with the teal and the pink. I think that... I like the -the out-of-the-box things much better than they do. Don't get me wrong, I love Marvel Legends, but I like it when they play like this. Definitely. But that's it for our show. Can you believe that our next show is our annual Sweet Christmas show? Whoa, not only that, guess what else it is? It's our 10th annual Sweet Christmas show. Ooh. Ouch. (laughs) Ouch. (laughs) Wow. That's awesome. Feeling old yet, folks? (laughs) I can't wait till our 30th anniversary of Marvelicious Toys. And we're like, if you go back to issue one, you can hear me when I was 30. (laughs) (laughs) Talking about vintage toys. (laughs) Well, no, that'll be fun. It's always fun to put together a list of kind of a wish list for ourselves and great gift ideas for the Marvel collector in your life. Our whole team comes together on this too. Every single person in front and behind the mic always pitches in some great ideas. Yeah, it's 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 one of those things where we always tell our listeners that this is one of those shows that maybe you, you give the iPod over to your, to your loved one and give it to them to listen to as some ideas for what you might want to find under the Christmas tree. Or since it's a video, you can always just put it on the TV after the football game. It's like, oh, look at the post-game show. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, that's a good idea. Just kind of slyly pop it on to the, to the TV while nobody's looking and everybody's in a little bit of a turkey daze. <laughs> Get some subliminal advertising for your, for your wish list. So all that and Black Friday? Black Plague Friday? I don't know. On the next Marvelicious Toys. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of Marvelicious Toys. There's even more Marvelicious content at our website, MarveliciousToys.com. You can see pictures of the products we discussed, find checklists for collectibles, and read articles on Marvel movies, comics, and collecting. It's all at MarveliciousToys.com. You can also help out our show by telling your friends to listen by posting on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or in person. We would also greatly appreciate a five-star review written on iTunes. A link to our iTunes feed is at MarveliciousToys.com. We want your feedback. You can email us at show at MarveliciousToys.com or find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Find all those links at our website. If you also like Star Wars, Star Wars Collecting is covered at our other podcast, Star Wars Action News, which you can find at SWActionNews.com. Marvelicious Toys is produced and edited by Artie Carvalho. 
Associate produced by Jason Latham. Video editing by Andrew and Daryl. Graphic design by Justin. Photo editing by Jeff and Curtis. Announcements by Brock. If you want to hear reviews of every movie ever based on Marvel Comics, check out those reviews and hundreds more on the Now Playing Podcast at nowplayingpodcast.com. Marvel Comics and all of the Marvel Multiverse contains are the intellectual property of Marvel Entertainment Incorporated, a subsidiary of the Walt Disney Company, and no infringement is intended. Marvelicious Toys is a Venganza Media production, copyright 2020, all rights reserved. And no part of this show may be reproduced, repurposed, or redistributed without the written permission of Venganza Media Incorporated. Hold on, let me look up one character. When searching for something with AIM, I need to specify Marvel Comics so I don't get all the NRA how-to videos. Oh, God. Oh! oh. (laughs) (laughs) I was confused for a second. I was like, what are you talking about? Toothpaste. Oh, yeah, I forgot about the toothpaste. (laughs) People see MODOK and Jar Jar, and my phone blows up. And it's awesome, because you can't be everywhere every time. And Everybody knows I've been waiting for this. There's a mashup that we need in the future. Jar Jar and Modok? Yeah. That'd be frightening. Somebody with a 3D printer could do a Jar a Jar Jar Dock and have just like a giant Jar Jar head in a floating chair with tiny arms. <laughs> jar Dock. Were there like eyeballs in the movie instead of just the white? Didn't he have like an eyeball? No, there's a meme going around that put googly eyes on them and i think that's what you're thinking that might be okay oh i wish i had googly eyes sitting around